Welcome to TA1, everything you want to know about adventure racing and then some. I'm your host, legendary Randy Erickson, sitting here inside on a really nice spring day. It's going to be 75 degrees today, so we're going to get this done and get out and uh, get a little work done and get some get some time on the feet. It's uh, been a slow training week. I had a job up by in Wyoming and it was uh, three hours of commuting each day to get back and forth so unfortunately uh, driving through the hills so it's not bad but so that kind of cut down on having fun this week but um, we'll be back at it very shortly so today we're talking with donovan sims who is uh, one of the merrill adventure addicts and you probably know that just before the 2013 World Championships in Costa Rica, uh, Donovan found out that he had a hairy cell leukemia and didn't race. So he's fine now. That's what the doctors say and back at it. In fact, this weekend they're working on doing a big training day, the uh, Gaffsenberger Traverse. I just saw they just finished the 100K trek and now getting on the bikes for 230K. So I think he is doing well. So very interesting conversation. It's not all about the cancer. Some of it is. but um, And interestingly enough, some of what he talks about is, uh, I don't want to say cliche, but very uh, normal for a cancer survivor. So. A uh, little bit of a technical issue, just sort of towards the middle, the sound kind of got bad, uh, but then we started, stopped and started again, so it gets better again, so just kind of suffer through a little bit of it, and it gets fine again, so um, I guess that's it. Let's see, um, password, everybody listen, the Bigfoot Live podcast beat me out for number one last week, and we need to get back up to that number one spot again. Potomatic. So uh, thanks for listening. Go fast, take chances, and here's Donovan. Hello? Donovan, this is Randy Erickson. Randy, how's it going? Well, it's going good. The miracles of technology again. I just love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, my, my, daughter, my, my daughter's giving me a hard time about not knowing what a podcast was. <laughs> Well, did you tell her that we're old? So, <laughs> well, this, this is what I say: a podcast is a radio show for twelve-year-olds. So, oh yeah, I think well, we're that, sort of twelve twelve-year-olds, right? <laughs> absolutely, always. <laughs> so, um, so basically, what we're doing is I'm recording this, and we're going to have a chat, and then probably I think I'm going to put it up this week. And then everybody on the internet gets to listen to it. How's that sound? Oh, uh, well, that's that's fantastic, man. So, and and I will say a lot of a lot of adventure racers listen to the podcast. I'm not going to say it's a real big deal, but um, people seem to enjoy it. They really, and I'm not going to take credit for that because they really enjoy the the guests that I talk to and and uh, what we learn from you guys. So this this should be yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, and I mean, if, if there's anything, if, if there's anything that I can pass on to anyone with what I've just been through myself, I mean, that that's just a that's just a bonus for the end, at the end of it for me anyway. 
Yeah. Well, quite honestly, I think I don't want to. You know, we don't want to spend the whole time talking about that. But it's, but it's uh, a hell of a story. But I also want to uh, know about the racer. So we'll cover everything. Yeah. And just for people, if you hear a little whooping in the background, that's my bird. Jimmy's sitting on my shoulder. Uh, so. <laughs> Every once uh, in a while, no, I get what, 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 what is he? Um, well, actually, Whoop. Jimmy is a she. She's an Amazon. Oh, yeah, fantastic. Oh, there we go. There we go. Yep. <laughs> so, um, well, I suppose uh, is the correct term congratulations? Yeah, I've, I've been getting a lot of that. Um, people not knowing quite what to say. Either congratulations or well done or, you know, I, uh, I actually don't know what the correct term is. I, I just got a total relief. I mean, it's, I'll, I'll take any term, really. All right. How about a, how about a, yeah, like well done or well, by the end of the podcast, we'll have a good one. Um, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Let's, um, <laughs> if, you, if you don't mind, can you kind of describe? Describe what you had and and uh, what you went through because yeah I think a lot of people know but you know not everybody well, knows. Well, I you know I, I was I, I had a condition called hairy cell leukemia, which is quite a, a rare strain. But fortunately for my side of things, it's not the most aggressive form of of leukemia there was. But mm-hmm. you know it's scary nonetheless. So as soon as you I think there's a lot of people that don't know much about cancer when they hear that you've got cancer, first thing that goes through your mind is, you know, you, you know you're not going to make it and you, you hear all these horror stories about cancer and that sort of thing. And um, when, I think when, I was, when I was told, I was, we, were, we were 10 days before we had to leave for Costa Rica World Champs. And what I normally yeah. do is normally go for a checkup, just uh, any sort of international race I'm going off, I'll go to the doctors for a checkup to make sure we're working all the joints or oiled and all that sort of thing. And um, she took blood, as she normally does, and she called me and said, listen, you need to come back. Um, she thinks she's been a mistake with uh, with the blood. So I didn't think any of it because she didn't take concerned. I went back for to, uh, for them to check the blood again, and uh, yeah, it was there. And the little part of maintenance, I was probably the fittest I've ever been. I mean, I was really looking forward to going to race Australia. Um, and... Um, mm-hmm. I was obviously I, I was obviously feeling a bit fatigued and tired, but I just put that down to the the extra training that we'd been putting in, and I never for one minute thought that I was ill in any way. And um, yeah, my my reaction was you know I've got this thing now, and I look at my family and I look at my little girl, and in my, there was no way I was going to let this bug get the better of me because um, because you know, I want and I want to still see my little one down the aisle one day and. And, you know, there's too much to live for to just sort of roll over and die. And, uh, and you know, I've, I've had a huge support from me, in my family, in my teammates that I'm racing with, with friends. And um, I think if, if at any point, if I were to have stepped backwards with my attitude towards the, the, the disease, um, I don't think anything would have allowed me to, you know. Um, even if I would have had a bad moment or a soft moment, um, they were they were right there picking up all the time. So it was just a it was actually quite a positive, uplifting experience. Uh, you know, two years ago, my my daughter now she's seventeen now. Um, we had a little, um, you know, in a in a family, and we just decided that you know from this point onwards, we're gonna just look for the silver lining in everything that happens around us, everything in life, no matter how bad it was. And 
for me to say to you now that this cancer, there was a silver lining. I mean, it's brought my family we closer than we've ever been now. Um, we just, you know, we've pulled together. I've seen who's important in our life. People, it sort of brings a whole sense of, um, you, bring, you, you ground it almost because you've got this thing now, you've got to deal with it. And all of a sudden, these people are coming out the woodwork, people that I would never have imagined. And they're here for me and they support me all the way. And it's, it's such a humbling experience. Uh, you know, you can't, you can't believe the amount of people that are out there supporting you and, and thinking about you and loving you and preparing to, to be there for you every step of the way. And it was, it was quite a, very much so a humbling experience for me. Um, yeah, I, I actually think I've come out of it. I'm coming out of it now being a better person than what I was going in. That's, that's really interesting. I was talking with Paulette, my wife, who's a racer and a healthcare provider, and she said almost everybody that, that survives cancer has a better outlook on life and, this, and sees the silver lining. Just exactly yeah. what you just displayed. So that's very cool. Okay, here's, here's an adventure racer question for the cancer. When sure. she told you you had it, did you have a fleeting thing like, well, I'll go to Costa Rica and then come back and take care of it? Well, my, my first thing was, um, do I have to tell anyone I've got it? Can I still go and race world champs and then we'll deal with it afterwards? Uh, yeah. And her, her concern for me was, um, she didn't know, cause, I mean, it was my general practitioner that found the kid, it wasn't an oncologist. So we had 10 days to try and get as much information as possible. So the the logical choice was we don't know enough about this type of cancer. Um, you know, before we um, we might go in, you know with adventure racing, we're out there in the in the bushes, and you you might get a, a cut or quite a serious infection, and my body wouldn't be able to to counter the counter infection, and I'm going to be in all sorts of trouble. And I mean, the last thing I'd I'd hate to do is put my team in a situation because I wasn't going to say anything. That, that's the first thing that's going in my mind. Don't tell anyone, go and still race, because I was fine, I was feeling fit. But, um, you know, I think what we've done now is we've just, we've kind of safe. Um, I've yeah. gone exactly down the line, what the doctors want. And I saw the doc on Tuesday. And, um, yeah, he said to me, you know, go out there, you've, you've come through this thing now, it's, you've, you've conquered it, and uh, go and live your life. Do everything you were doing, and if you want to go harder, go harder, go big. Don't, uh, nothing to Hold back on. You can go. You can pull up in the corner and fade away, or you can go and really go and punch us in the cheeks. That's, that's really cool. So, um, what was what was the regiment? Was it chemo radiation, or what did what did you do? And yeah, were you able to? What, what, did you keep training? No. What happened was yeah. um, I was diagnosed, and I, I, I continued. Training for a year after that. In fact, I still raced Expedition Africa um, in May last year. Mm-hmm. Um, we Expedition Africa, the, our World Series race in in, in SA, and we we had we raced that race, and I was um, I, I was still able to do my part in the team. My part in the team is basically the workhorse and um, the backup man, and I was still able to carry bag, carry extra bags and tow on the bikes and do whatever needed was done. So I went to the race, and I was I was fine. But the disease was slowly but surely sort of catching up. It does progress as it, you know as these things do. And then we got to a point where um, where the doctor said, look, because they were doing blood, they were running blood tests for me every month. And he said, look, let's get, we're getting to a point now. Before it goes overboard, 
let's um, let's do the chemo. Um, and the the kind of chemo that works best for this form of cancer, you know, with with past history, it's a very aggressive treatment. Where instead of giving the chemo treatment, say once a week or once every two weeks, they give you five treatments, five consecutive days. So the first, you get the first one, and the second. By the time you've had the third one, you're already starting to see it. By the time the fifth one's been administered to you, your body is virtually saturated with this chemo. And uh, by day 12 to day 21, you think your life's coming to an end. It's absolute poison in the system. It's knocked you off your feet. But um, fortunately, you, it knocks you really hard, really quickly, but you, mm-hmm. I was able to bounce back. I mean, that was my last chemo was on the 25th of October, and um, I was back in the ocean. I, I live in, in a town called East London. We were right on the coast. And um, I, I would say the 10th of December, I was back in the ocean, spearfishing, doing something with my kids. So we weren't, we weren't going to take a lot down. That, that's cool. Um, and I'm sure this is probably fairly obvious, but it really helped that you were, uh, let's say, one of the 1% fit people in the world. <laughs> I mean, were there were there things from adventure racing that really... I mean, you really brought to your, to the, to the fight? Well, it's just a case of, you know, um, I don't know if you ever followed any of the, the, the Facebook mails and stuff that the guys were sending to me, and I was just basically going into this whole treatment, this whole cancer thing as another race. I mean, uh-huh. you're going along a race and you look and you're absolutely exhausted, you're on day four, so, and, um, you look up and there's a big mountain in front of you. No one wants to climb the mountain. Your legs are sore, you're hurting, you're aching. And I was just taking this thing as another mountain. Just got one, one step after the next. And everything that I, we've been taught or that we've learned here adventure racing, I just put into this whole fight for this, for this cancer, for this whole ordeal. And just to, to stay positive of the time and just to keep focused on not, not, not going backwards at all, but just Whatever had to be done, we just did. You know, there's no good moaning and complaining about it because it's going to come of it. Stay focused, keep a stiff up the lip and just, you know, for the silver linings. And, yeah, that got me through it every step there. So, that's, that's, that's what I expected. <laughs> that, yeah, it's just uh, something you deal with. And, so, oh, my bird's back. Hang on a second. <laughs> oh, come here. <laughs> Getting in, getting the same. She's Jimmy's being a little pest this morning, so she's always excited in the mornings when we're we're all around. So, <laughs> but so yeah, yeah. So, um, then I lost my train of thought, which is not hard for me to do that. But um, <laughs> no worries. <laughs> so, um, okay, you know what? That's that's enough of that. Other than, um, I I would guess you'd probably be a good person to, uh, if you know somebody has has leukemia, that they could talk to you, and I, I would think that would be you could probably say, here's what it is. Can you have you done any of that, or do you think you will? Yeah, we actually had a um, we had a, a quite a big cancer drive here two weekends ago and um, I, w- I went and I was a part of it and 
I, I wasn't a, I wasn't a sort of um, a speaker or a motivator or anything along those lines. I just went there as a as a cancer survivor um, just to go and see what it's all about. And I came back from there and I said to my wife, I said, you know, if there is some way that I could um, bring some sort of positive thing to people with cancer through yeah. doing what I do, be it with adventure racing or might be a trail running or with a mountain biking or anything like that, if I can sort of uplift people or sort of bring a, bring a message across that, you know, um, it's not it's not a death sentence. You know, you've got cancer. Yeah. You know, there's the absolutely there are people with a lot worse cases of cancer, a lot more aggressive forms of cancer. As I as I said earlier, I was very fortunate with the with the type of cancer that I got. But it's not a death sentence. You know, you can you can fight this and you can get through it and you can go on and live a normal life at the end of the day. And uh, I said to my wife, if, if there's something I'd like to do now, having come out of this thing now. I would like to sort of bring on a positive message across to people. I don't know, you know, it's all early days now for me, but I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I am certainly going to try and um, and sort of, you know, help people along if where I can. I've, in fact, I've put my, my name down on a, on a on a list, you know, that should 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 there be someone that's been um, diagnosed with a form of cancer that I had or a similar form, um, I'm, I'll put my number in that down. I'm quite happy to go along and chat to them and, they can uh, tell them what, I, what I've been through, where I've gone, and if in some way I can sort of help them through what they're going through, uh, you know, I'd like to be that person to help them through there. Yeah, well, that, that would be really cool. So, okay, one last, one last que cancer question until I think sure. of another one. But um, are you kind of looking forward to when this whole cancer thing is just uh, a thing that was part of your life and not the most, most dominant part of your life? Absolutely. I don't. I, I don't want it to to define who I am. Um, it's 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 something that I've had. Uh, we've, mm -hmm. we've, you know, people get sick, people get better, and you move on. Um, I, that's what what I want to do. I don't want to. I don't want to be the person who hops on something like this. It's you know, it's it's not a positive thing. We've found positive things out of it. We've come out of it better. We've it's brought brought us as a family, my my support group. We've, we crush it together. That's all positive things. But I don't want, yeah, I don't want to be looked at as a guy with, who had cancer. Not, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want. I don't want it to define who I am. I want to move on. And uh, like I said, if I can help people, absolutely, I'll be that. I'll be that person to help. But yeah, I don't. I don't, um, <laughs> I, I, I don't enjoy people when I was ill and people looked at me and felt sorry for me and that's all. I, I don't enjoy that. I'm not that. That's not my personality. It's to be looked at, looked on, and felt sorry for that, yeah, but it's not something that I, that I would, I'd, I'd Yeah, so, okay, promises. Uh, I, I don't know if I answered <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know if I answered the question correctly, but uh, I hope you no, kind of yeah. do what I was trying to say. Yeah, okay, so, other than being a, a father, being known as a father or a husband or a friend, which would you, which would you rather be? Cancer survivor or adventure racer? <laughs> wow, that's a very <laughs> difficult question. Yeah, I would. Uh, I, I, yeah, I'd have to be an adventure racer. Cancer, cancer survivor. Yeah, um, you know, it, it'll. When I say it has, it has its merits, it's you know, people would be able to use me to help someone else. But yeah, so must, people look must remember Donovan Sims is an adventure racer, not the cancer survivor. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'd I want. think that's if I that's a correct. 
that's the correct answer, I think. So, okay. Um, yeah. Okay, how did you become an adventure racer? Um, I used to play rugby. I think it's your guys' version of football. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I got to a certain point and I was invited by a friend of mine to come and try this crazy sport. It's still very new in South Africa. It's about 11 years ago. And um, I got to a point where I just, I couldn't go any further with the rugby in, in where I was. And uh, I went and did a race and I was absolutely hooked. My first race it was a 250-kilometer adventure race along a coastline that we call the Wild Coast. It's a very rural area. And, um, I mean, I, it's close to where I live, but it's just opened up new doors. I've got to see parts of the country. And I've, I've always, I've grown up on a farm, so, you know, I love the bush and I love the wildlife. But um, with the adventure racing, we've got to see a whole new part of it. And what really got me going was the point that I was able to push myself to another level. And, mm-hmm. you know, with adventure racing, as I'm sure you know, you, um, you've spoken to many adventure races, the guys... It's every race, you just push to the next level. And people keep saying to you, you know, and why do you do this? You just keep pushing. Because I just honestly believe the human body is the most amazing thing. It just, there's no, there's no such thing as a limit on it. The more you push, the more it, it just keeps giving. <laughs> so yeah. That's what drives me. I love it. Yeah. So what's, what's the closest you've come to your limit while you've been racing? I mean, is there a race where you got, you know, you were at a spot and you were just like, oh, man, this, I, you know, I'm, I'm think, done. Yeah, I'm, it, this is it. And, if, if, I, if I don't think that at some point in any race, then I'm just racing hard enough. <laughs> you know, because, yeah. um, you know, if, if I'm stronger than my teammates, you know, I could have, it's no, it's no good. You're a four, four in a team. It's no good having one person so much stronger than he's breathing through the race and the rest of the team's toiling behind. If you're not strong, you carry your teammate's backpack or you hook your teammate up and you throw the teammate. So you're all on the same level. Everyone's working as hard. So you know, if, mm-hmm. I, if I come to a race and, and I haven't felt that, if I haven't felt, wow, geez, I, I don't know if I can go on much longer at this pace. Yeah, then I, I don't believe I'm racing hard enough. We've got to keep, we've got to push. If you're not pushing, then you're not racing. Yeah, that's, yeah. But I've always, I, I, try and, I try and teach my kids, um, you know, when it says sports you train for or whatever, and they get a bit tired or lazy. I said, you know, anyone can be good at something. Anyone can be good. But the difference between between being good and being great, it's a little step further. You're just going to push it a little harder. So you can be good, anyone's good, but you be great. That's what you're going to do. You're push a little bit harder, and, uh, yeah, you can be great one day. That's that's a lesson I'd like to teach my kids. And if they, if they, if they put in a little bit more extra, if they're good already, they can just be great now. Yeah. Do... Do your kids get it? Do they, do, I mean, obviously, they probably see what you do, but is that message getting through Absolutely. to them? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, they, they excel in, in virtually every sport they they sort of uh, tackle. Um, my, my youngest, my daughter, she's um, she's 17 now. She's uh, she's getting into the adventure racing side of things. You know, um, I didn't want her to get into the long distance stuff too early, but in South Africa, we've got some shorter races. Um and yeah, she's definitely digging, getting in there. My my son, he's in the um, he's in the navy. He's a navy diver. So just by the mere fact that he's that he's been in the navy now four years, for him to have pushed himself to get through that that course is a really strenuous and hectic course. 
I think what we've learned, what we've taught him from as a youngster going through, he's put that into his into his life skills with the with the Navy divers course, and he's um, and he's excelled at there. He's really doing really well. So, yeah, I think the kids get it. They um, they put it, they put what we've taught with what they've learned with our racing, they put it into their life skills, and it's working. So, yeah, it sounds like it. There sounds like a couple of cool cool kids. So. Um, <laughs> Let let me say this. Let's say ten years down the road, because I've been giving Nathan Fave some grief about this. Um, I think ten or fifteen years from now, we can have a generation, second generation of adventure racers, racing each other, and Absolutely. maybe uh, maybe Dad will be on the team with them. What do you think? <laughs> wow, that'll be awesome. Can you, can you, my my daughter, um, she's always said that that uh, she wants to go and do an international race one day with with Dad on the team. So yeah, they're um, <laughs> just gonna have to keep training, I suppose, and keep going. But yeah, that that would be awesome. Man. Can you imagine the kids that? I mean, our generation of kids that are coming through, um, racing in 10, 15 years time. But what we're thinking, we are we've been wonderful times and wonderful races. I think they're just gonna be so much so better prepared. You know, with the race, with adventure racing being around an uh, extra decade, there's gonna be more to learn, and they're gonna be so much better than what we are now. Yeah. It is. Um, so when you so you started, what did you say, eleven years ago? Yeah. Okay. When when you started, were adventure races? I mean, obviously they were races, but it was was it more? Um, you know, everybody just got through it, and what I feel now is it they're actually races. So you know, ten, yeah, fifteen we're, years we're, ago, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. We're, when we raced, um, in, in the beginning, there was, South Africa had a team, like, they called themselves the Team Master Drifter. They were, they were the team, you know, we all sort of looked up to them, and obviously when we started, we started right down at the bottom. And like I mentioned earlier on, I come from a really small town, so, um, it was really hard for myself and a friend of mine who got the team going, it was really hard for us to show some team members, and we went and we stumbled around for two before we got pulled into a, a better team. From the other office on Bansford. And um, so then all of a sudden we're in a better team, we find ourselves training harder. We're 1,200 hours for So we basically just monitor our training over the phone and let them know what we're doing. We spoke three, four times a week. And then with all the extra training and extra exposure, um, myself and a friend come into another team, and then I've uh, got a call from Grand Bird in 2010. And um, yeah, I, I, I went across in 2010. I was still known as a cane adventure addict. So, my first race we did the first and we became a neuroadventure addict. And I never looked back. We and as we are now, um, two of the teammates lives in uh, on a garden route. And um, we've got a new lady with us since yeah, she's from the Maastricht in Natal. So we are still really far apart, but. Um, yeah, it's just a case of uh, communicating, and it's so much easier. There's obviously a Facebook and WhatsApp and all the different, um, you know, multimedia things out there. So it makes life a lot easier. So, yeah, exactly. It's uh, so um, so obviously. Well, I'm not going to say obviously, but are you doing Expedition Africa then? Yeah. Um. That that was a and I was. Tuesday, he was, you know, I was going in and he was in the shape of me, look, um, 
cancer uh, hasn't been cured or it has been cured, but if you continue racing, there's a chance that you know you're going to have that mission back into a situation rather than the making call. But yeah, expedition has been missing that part of the And if there was no many, we still not got more chance to promotion or something unless you be part of the team today as well. Hey, Donovan, I'm going to hang up and call again because the quality is getting bad. So, Okay. All right. Um, All right. So I'm just, yeah, I'll just hang up and then just call you right back. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it already better. sounds better. I, yeah, I think it just was kind of degrading over over while we've been talking. So, um, let's start again about Expedition Africa. Yep, that was didn't quite yeah. get that. So, are you are racing? Yeah, we'll definitely be racing Expedition Africa this year. Um, it's uh, it's it's going to be hosted in Swaziland, which is a, a another country surrounded by South Africa, but. The Swazi, um, many years ago, there were races they called the Swazi Extremes, and they were called the Swazi Extreme for a very good reason. It's a very rugged country. The, the white water is big white water. There's a lot of big mountains, and it's just an absolutely beautiful country to go racing. And, yeah, I was um, really glad when I got the green lights from the doctor to be able to go and do it. So we'll definitely be at the Expedition Africa. Okay. So who are you racing with? I'm racing with the Mirror Adventure Alex. So it'll be Graham Bird, myself, mm-hmm. um, Robin Kahn, who's the new lady in the team, and um, Grant Ross, who's, who's the new guy and who's new, the new guy in the team as well. Okay. Well, you and Graham will have something to talk about because he's he's been on the podcast also. So. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. <laughs> so we we had a good chat. So um, any any. Thing else in for the rest of the year for you racing? Uh, well, Randy, I'm I'm kind of hoping if we're going to meet meet up at some point. I mean, there's uh, are you guys are you going to be at um, at Eco Motion at all as World Champs? Um, hopefully. So, but, Great. You know, you know, you know how it goes. You just wait and you hit, you know, and here and blah, you know. So, you know, yeah, it goes. A, yeah, there, there's a couple of guys in the states that I've been chatting with, um, Peter Dovis. And um, mm-hmm. and I'd like to sort of, you know, we we, we speak on Facebook or as we're doing now on the phone. But um, yeah. I, I appreciate all the support that I've got from the guys, and it, it's I don't know how to explain the the fellowship that we have amongst adventure races. I mean, races that you might have raced against maybe two or three times. All of a sudden, when when you're in a time of need, like when I got the uh, got the prognosis for the cancer. You, my wife said to me, "Who are all these people that are that are contacting you?" And I said, "You know, this is like the adventure racing family. <laughs> it's a yeah. that's what it is. It's a it's a it's a family. And the guys all yeah. pull together. And uh, I'm I'm hoping to be in the in the team going to world champs this year, so that I'm able to actually chat to some of the guys and I know exactly who I'm speaking to. You know, face to face. I'm hoping to see a lot of them there. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 
isn't that kind of weird? You go and and I don't know what the word is because you're friends. I mean, yeah, you know, even yeah. though you've never met, and, absolutely. And and then you say, well, I had a conversation, and you realize, no, actually, you know, you were on Skype or you were chatting on Facebook, or whatever. But it's still a conversation, I think. So it is. But it, it is. But it's almost one of the high points of the of the race is to is to uh, yeah meet up with everybody. Exactly. Yeah, I'd I'd like to. I'd really like to meet meet up with a lot of the guys because honestly, the people the support has been phenomenal. And I know of I know of the people, and I know that I've raced against them, but we've never actually spoken. But mm. from when I was diagnosed, all of a sudden the guys are coming out now chatting to me, and we're ch- we're talking, and they were giving me a lot of the words of inspiration to pull through. You know, and and that's what I was saying early on. The I think even if I were were to have a, a sort of a bad day, I always had someone there to pick me up and keep me going forward, keep me positive the whole time. So it was, yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to see the guys. If if uh, anyone's going to be listening to this and they're thinking about uh, coming to World Champs, I'd like to hook up with them when you see when you're over there. Yeah, so that's true. Well, we'll pass the word here. Um, Great. Okay, let me let me let me let me put this to you, and then if there's any interest, we'll talk later. Um, Got any interest in doing Primal Quest? Primal Quest. Uh, well, uh, it's not on the cards. What's you know we've we're basically looking at three three international races this year um, that the sponsors okay. are look, looking at. So it's it's it'll be Expedition Africa, uh, okay. XPD Australia, and um, and then Ecomotion World Champs. Okay. Well, I'll keep you in mind because I I know somebody that might need somebody. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be cool. <laughs> you keep me in the mix. I will. I always have Great. this list of these these names in the back of my head, like because and I'll hear somebody needs somebody, like oh, I know who's perfect with them. Okay, but I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna put out one thing for the World Championships this year. Okay. At the award at the award ceremony, don't have a band. Because in Ecuador, they had this really great band after the yeah. awards. But all everybody wanted to do was talk to each other. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. we couldn't hear. Yeah. So just, just have the awards, have some food, and have about four or five hours where everybody could just mingle around and talk to each other. How's that Absolutely. sound? I think it's a great idea. And the guys just cover some of the war stories of the race and just catch up on everything else. Excellent idea. I, I agree. All right, it's done. Great. Well, Randy, all we got to th- do is talk to him. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you, what, thank you so um, much for the call and thinking about me for this. Man, I really appreciate it. Okay, I got one more question for you though. Sure. If um, okay, so you're going to Expedition Africa. If you yeah. were to start packing now, are you still packing the night before you leave? The day before I leave, no. The day no? before I leave, it's. No, no, my, my packing is generally done two, three days before I, I leave because I try and the, the last day or so, I try to spend as much time as I can with my with the family. Otherwise, it's okay. just a, I get I get so caught up in the packing and everything, and uh, you know you, you sort of moving past them, and then all they want to do is spend a bit of quality time with me before I'm gone. So I, I try and get my packing all that done before before I leave. Okay, so. There's a first on the podcast. You're the first one. <laughs> <laughs> My first podcast, okay. too, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I got to ask you one more question because if I don't, I'll get yelled at. Um, okay. What's What's the best and the worst six hours of racing you ever had? 
this this one re- people really like to like to know. Um, I would say the worst six hours of racing I ever had was we were racing Ecuador. Um, it was probably about eleven o'clock at night. We're up at a really high altitude, a lot of snow around, and I fell off my bicycle into what looked like ice, and the ice crushed, and I fell into so it was a it was just a layer of ice on this freezing water and mud, and you know Ecuador, it's the uh, volcanic area. So when I got it, when I stood up out the mud, I had all this volcanic ash in amongst my clothing everywhere in freezing conditions. And I think it was about another three or four hours before we got a transition. I was virtually hypothermic when I got there. So that was, for me, was probably one of my toughest, um, toughest four to six hours, if you want to call it that, of racing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then um, my my best was probably finishing my first race. I mean, we came along and we had a, the, the, the 250k race coming down the, the wild coast in South Africa, we had a, a short horse riding leg and then a, a hike across the, the wild coast to the finish. And just knowing that I'm going to finish this thing for us, we'd raced then for it was 52 hours and I think we'd slept an hour. And it was the most fulfilling feeling I've ever had in my life was knowing we're right here, we're going to finish this thing. And yeah, that's what that's what that's where it all started for me. That that crossing the line, there was no one at the finish. We were, you know, a first-time race for us. We were no, we weren't winning anything. But just to cross that finish line with the four of mm-hmm. us together, it was absolutely special. And that's that's what kept me coming back. So, cool. That's a good memory. So, well, Donovan Sims, Adventure Racer, we always close the podcast by telling you to, you and everybody else to go fast and take chances. So, I think right. you're definitely... Definitely in that mindset, Art. Mindset, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, okay. not. All right. Well, thank you Great. very much, and yeah, hopefully we'll uh, catch up sometime later this year. Perfect, Randy. Thanks for the call. Thank you, man. Okay. Have a Check. good uh, rest of the evening. Take Take it easy. Cheers. Okay. Bye. Bye.
Mojo is a bass right there for y'all. 